1: Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Spurs Up show. That's Gamecocks' podcast on the internet. Today is Friday, May the 14th, 2021. Today's show, I lock in my official prediction as Gamecocks baseball travels to Lexington, Kentucky to take on the Kentucky Wildcats in what appears to be a must-win weekend for South Carolina baseball. Also, news and notes, including, I give my full thoughts on Bob Castle's resignation, Harris Pastides taking over as interim president. Guys, we got that. We got much more. We got a lot to get into here on a Friday, and it's all brought to you by our friends over at Upstate Movers Group. Guys, Upstate Movers Group, superior moving service. They bring care and attention on the companies can't offer because they're just too busy maintaining trucks and profiting off of them instead of focusing on service. Guys, service is what separates Upstate Movers Group from the competition. They're not a trucking company. They're a moving services company, and they're also employee-owned co-op. The movers are paid twice the industry average, and everyone on the crew is invested in your success. They have dedicated professional crew members, and they also offer black gloves, service they offer end-to-end packing services custom creating and packaging for special items and cleaning services as well they're founded by Greenville natives and University of South Carolina alumni guys so a Gamecock on small business they also offer 20 years of project management moving experience and they can offer logistics and solutions that traditional moving companies simply do not have the skills for guys whether in the upstate or across the state of South Carolina if you have any moving needs in 2021 be sure to check out our friends over at Upstate Movers Group you can find them on social media at Upstate Movers Group, of course. If you have any other questions, go to their website, upstate group.com That's UpstateMoversgroup.com. Be sure to check them out and tell them Chris from the Spurs Up Show sent you. Let's get it. Boys and girls, happy Friday to you all. TGIF, hope you're all doing well. I'm your host, Chris Phillips the Spurs Up Show, as always. Appreciate you guys tuning in. We have got a packed show here on a Friday. You know, it's always fun when you're locking in predictions, you're looking ahead to the weekend, and what looks to be a pivotal weekend for both sides. As you look, South and Kentucky both need this series w I lock in my prediction. Also, we're going to talk about Bob Castle and Harris Past- Pastidis, everything going on behind the scenes that comes to the University of South Carolina, guys. We got a lot to get into here on a Friday. First things first, guys, I want to take a second to say thank you all so much. Been another fantastic week with the content, the Daily Crow, the podcast, the merch, everything. Business is rocking and rolling right now, guys. The interviews. Hey, we had Andy Boyd in studio a couple of days ago, had Brad Lawing stop by the studio yesterday. We're talking to a former Gamecocks quarterback today, guys. The content, the interviews, everything is rolling right now business-wise. And I want to take a second, of course, to say thank you to you all. So grateful for all you guys that love what we do, support what we do, rock what we do without you guys. Without your love and support, none of this would be possible. So thank you, thank you, thank you so much. I hope you all have had a fantastic week, and I hope this show finds you well. Again, whether you're on the commute, you've got the day off, maybe you're in the office, whatever you're doing today, you're enjoying the weather, you're on vacation, I don't know, whatever you're doing, wherever you are, thank you so much for tuning in. With that being said, you know, one of the most overused phrases in sports is when you look at a series, you look at a game, you look at a stretch of games, whatever it may be, but when people say that a game is a quote-unquote must-win, it's a very overused phrase, right? Because when you think about it, a game's not a must-win or a series isn't a must-win unless it's the last one of the season. For example, Game 7 of the World Series, the Super Bowl, any type of elimination game in the postseason. Outside of that, you know, technically, a lot of the times when we say they're a must-win, they're not really. They've, they're a nice to win. They're one we really, really want to win, but they're not necessarily a must win. So I'm always hesitant and always cautious to pull out the term must win. But as we sit here on a Friday, and today, of course, we're locking in our predictions. South Carolina, Kentucky, I'm giving you guys my official prediction how I think the Gamecocks are going to fare this weekend against the Cats. And as we look at this series, and we talked about it yesterday, on yesterday's show, again, I'm hesitant and cautious to throw out the term must win because I don't want to abuse said term. You can't call every weekend a must win. It's not. That's the bottom line. That's the fact of the matter. It's not. But with that being said, this weekend in Lexington is a must win for the postseason hopes and dreams of South Carolina baseball. Bottom line, it just is. I think must win is a fair way to look at this weekend in Lexington. You take a look, by the way, in a quick update to Kentucky's weekend pitching staff. Because I told you guys, Zach Lee was a Sunday starter. That is not the case. Kentucky going with Cole Stupp and Sean Harney on Friday, Saturday. Sunday is TBA for Kentucky, though. It is TBA. So we still may see Zach Lee, but not officially in the weekend rotation coming into this one. Of course, the gamecocks rolling with Brandon Jordan, Brett Carey, and Thomas Farr, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. And, you know, like I have said before, we all know where you sit right now. 12 and 12 in SEC play. You know, you've got to get that 16 and 14 number. At minimum, you've got to finish 15 and 50. At minimum, But when you're talking hosting, which is the ultimate goal, we all want to see this team host a regional. We all believe this team can host a regional. We all believe this is that type of ball club. I think you got to get to that 16 and 14 mark. 17 and 13, obviously 16 and 14 or better. I think we'll lock you in that. With the RPI you have, with the strength of schedule, you get to 16 and 14 or better, I feel really, really good about your chances. And the number one question, the number one question, Coming into this weekend, because if you look at the pitching matchups, guys, just solely the matchups, yes, Cole Stupp, tonight's starter for Kentucky, solid right-hander, 4-4 four four with a 4-3-1 ERA, 58 strikeouts, 11 walks, but he pitched his tail off last weekend against the Florida Gators. And then Sean Harney, 3-0 with a 3-7-2 ERA, 46 strikeouts, 9 walks. Kentucky's got a couple of dudes. Hey, at the plate. They're solid as well. Colton Kessler hitting 374, TJ Clipp, 15 home runs. Talked about them yesterday, but let's stick with the mound, though. On the mound, I'll go ahead and tell you guys, you yeah, got to like the matchup here. You got to like the matchup. Because I look at all three games with Jordan, Carey, and Farr. I mean, heck, you've got Thomas Farr going up against the TBA right now. But the number one, ca- the number one question for this team comes back to the plate. It comes back to swinging the bats. Because we all feel like pitching is going to give you a chance in each and every single game. And we talked about yesterday, the change of the Saturday spot with Brett Carey. I think we all feel confident and feel good about that. I know I do. I feel very confident with Brett Carey getting the start on Saturday. Can you swing it enough? Can you swing it enough? Is there any sort of change in regards to approach, in regards to mindset, in regards to productivity over power? Is there any sort of shift by this South Carolina? Because as I've mentioned all week, as I mentioned yesterday, you're not going to beat Kentucky two out of three or sweep. You're not going to have a successful weekend, the weekend you want to have, if you cannot be productive at the plate. Again, on the mound, I really don't have any concerns. I think Jordan, Carey Farr are going to give you exactly what you think they're going to give you. I think your bullpen, moving Sanders back, to, I think your bullpen's going to be fine. I, I think your pitching staff is going to do what you need to do against especially a, a talented Kentucky lineup. Hey, like I said, they're hitting like 265 in conference. They can swing it a little bit. And Kentucky will swing it on their home field. Kentucky will score and you're not going to shut them out for three games. But how much can you swing it? Can you do enough offensively? And I will say with that being said, though, because I think, you know, especially if we talk about game ones, the game tonight. South Gun has been atrocious in game ones all season long. And that's got to change. That has to change tonight, guys. That has to change. Simply put, that has to change. Has to. You know, I'm not going to sit here and say if you lose game one, you you, you lose the series, but that's just got to change, man. I want to see a team come out tonight ready to play, fired up. You know, we all know what happened last week in game one. Can't happen again. But this trend, it's just got to stop. It, it has to stop. And I want to see Brandon Jordan, Kerry, Farr, whoever, all of our guys on the menu. I want to see our pitchers, our pitching staff, and I talked about this last weekend. But coming into this series, I want to see our guys just take it upon themselves. You know what? I'm going to go win Conference Pitcher of the Week. Screw it. You know what, Brandon? If I'm Brandon Jordan, I'm sitting there right now for this game. You know what? I cannot control what my offense does for me. I can't. The I, I am only in control of the things I can control. And you know what I can control? How I throw the baseball. That is literally it. So what I'm going to go do I'm going to go out there. I'm going to shove it up Kentucky's ass. I'm going to throw a complete game shut. I'm going to throw seven, eight, nine innings. Shut out baseball. They can't beat me if they don't score. I mean, as good as the pitching staff has been, when's the last time we had an outing like that? Honestly, when's the last time we had an outing like that from a cox pitcher where you just felt like, you know what? There's just no way we can lose today because that guy on the mound, he will not let us lose. He won't. And I'm not, I'm not trying to knock our pitchers at all. Our pitchers have done their job all season. And maybe it's a little bit unfair. You know, the off, we shouldn't have to ask the pitchers to be perfect, right? The offense has got to get their heads out of their asses, bottom line. But at some point, somebody's got to step up on one side or the other. Somebody's got to put their foot down and say, you know what? We are not losing another game one. It's not happening. Whether that's Brandon Jordan going out and throwing a complete game shutout, whether that's this offense finally exploding and putting up seven, eight, nine runs in a game one. Maybe it's a mixture of both, God forbid. But you got to take care of business tonight. That that trend of not winning game one, you got to buck that trend. You, you got that, That's got to be going. That cannot happen tonight. That cannot. And so, again, we all know what's on the line this weekend. I, I don't have to tell you guys. And like I told you before, I'm not going to be the person, oh, this is a big one. This is big. They're all big. We're at the point now in the season where these are all massive. We're all starting to see now the, the postseason projections and where you're going, who's hosting, who's the national seed, this, that, and the other. Well, if you have any hopes of hosting, if you want to have any hopes, if you want to keep your hopes alive, winning two out of three at minimum this weekend, isn't a nice-to-have, it's a have-to-have. Have. And that's why I call it a must-win. It is a must-win weekend for South Ghana. You know who else is important for? I already talked about it yesterday, but Mark Kingston. And I didn't even expect, I'll be honest with you, I didn't expect to come into this weekend saying that. I didn't, because I haven't talked about Mark Kingston all year. And I think the people that, you know, say fire Kingston after every game, I think they're a bit foolish. I do. It's silly. With that being said, though, This is one of those series, guys, where you know what? Somebody made a great point on the Daily Crow about this. This is a series, though, that you know what? If you go to Lexington, God forbid, and you lose two of three, there isn't going to be no, oh, just tip your cap type of thought process. There's no, oh, just tip your cap at Kentucky. they would just be no, 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 no. There's none of that. You don't have that excuse, nor should you have it. Can Mark Kingston push the right buttons this weekend? You know, Brett Carey moving into the Saturday slot, that's the first one. That's the first chess move, the game within the game. And I like the move overall. But there's questions to be answered in regards to coaching decisions for this weekend. Hey, you moved Brett Carey. Who comes in first out of the bullpen now? You know, who starts in your infield? Where do you put guys in your lineup? Things like that, I'll be be—I'll be very intrigued to see. Be very, hey, does Mark Kingston, if you're late in the ball game again and you've got Brennan Malone coming up, do you still pinch hit Connor Sino? Do you still let the situations and the analytics dictate your decision-making that much? Or do you maybe just roll with your guy who's been playing all day and who, you know, who is in that spot for a reason, I would say. But this series, this three-game set this weekend in Lexington, it, all comes down to South Carolina and their situational hitting or lack thereof. That'll be the difference. I really believe that will be the difference in this weekend. The South Carolina finally find a way to get out of its own way in the sense of not just living and dying by the home run, able to manufacture runs. God forbid, get up early in game one. Maybe give Brandon Jordan a lead, God forbid. Are the bats able to do enough? Because I still think this is a lineup with with capable hitters. I really do. I think this is a lineup with capable hitters. Call me crazy, but I believe that. I think there are good hitters in this lineup. But there's got to be, and I'm not even saying there's got to be like a wholesale change, necessarily, when it comes to the approach and the mindset. What I'm saying is there's got to be more of a focus on being a productive hitter versus just a powerful hitter. Power's going to be there. Power will come. Our guys, we got some big, naturally strong, gifted guys. You're going to hit the home run. But you have got to be productive situational hitting, man on second or third, scoring position, less than two outs. You got to drive him in. Hey, even Kentucky, who's not quote-unquote top tier, if you strand runners on, if you don't drive those guys into in those situations, even a team like Kentucky is going to make you pay. And I say that, hey, Kentucky beat Florida, guys, game one. Kentucky's got some ballers. They got guys that belong in this level, obviously, and you got to go to their place. And Kentucky, same as you, is fighting for their postseason lives as well. They're eleven and thirteen in the SEC. You're twelve and twelve. So, both in a very, very similar situation. With that being said, you know, guys, I'll say this: this weekend and this, this Carolina ball club right now, because you've lost three SEC series in a row, fans are starting to get restless. You know, you're 500 in SEC play. You've got six SEC games left. You know exactly what you have to do. But you, you feel like this is a team that's a little desperate right now. You haven't won a freaking game one since the Florida series. What has that been like, seven series ago? Literally. Six, six or seven series ago. I mean, it's been forever. That Florida series feel like it feels like it was last year. It's been a long SEC season. So this is a desperate Gamecock club right now. Desperate bunch of Gamecocks coming off of a lost year rival on the Tuesday midweek, which I don't think is that big of a deal or factors in this series. But either way, a desperate group of Gamecocks right now. And this series reminds me a lot of the Ole Miss series in the sense of, in the sense of You are now playing the role that Ole Miss, I think, played against you. When you faced Ole Miss, they had lost four straight SEC series. And I just said to myself going in, man, going on the road, you know, a desperate ball. They have to take two of three. Ole Miss had to take two of three that weekend. On their home field, they had to have it. I look at this Gamecocks ball club. Again, I know the circumstances, the situation is a little different. You're going on the road this time. But I look at this Gamecocks ball club very similarly to how that old Miss ball club was. You're a desperate bunch, especially at the plate. You're desperate to feel good about something at the plate. And I really think when I look at this team, you know, we talked about that Sunday win against Mississippi State. Could that serve as a spark, as momentum, as a jumping point? similar to how the Vandy Sunday win served earlier in the year. And I know you lost to Clemson Tuesday. I totally understand. But when I look at this series and I look at this South kind of team, again, it's a must win. There's just no other way to put it. This is a must win. You've got to at minimum take two or three. And I said it after you got swept at Ole Miss. Hey, you're still fine. You're Okay but it makes the Kentucky series, you got to sweep. You got to sweep, bottom line. I mean, at minimum, you got to win two or three, but you really need to sweep this weekend. Call it for what it is. You know, you win two or three, lose two or three, you kind of just tread water in SEC play. It's the sweeps, one way or the other, that change the outlook of your season. And if you're going to host, you could still do it technically taking two or three, like. I think you really need to sweep. I'll be honest with you. On the mound, I like the matchup. You know, Stup is a good one for Kentucky. Harney's pitched good innings, but honestly, give me Brandon Jordan and Brett Carey for both. And then Thomas Fargan's TB. I mean, that's like an unfair matchup. South Carolina's literally got a Friday night guy pitching on Sunday. I feel very, very good about that matchup. And then your bullpen, you know, the Wizard of Boz, Will Sanders, Andy Peters. Danny Lloyd, John Gilreath. I mean, you got arms on arms on arms. You're you're fine. You're you're good. You're good on the mound in my mind. I know Kentucky can swing it, but I think your pitchers will do what they've done all season long. And you've gone through the gauntlet. Call it for what it is. At LSU, at Ole Miss. yeah, Yeah, at LSU, Arkansas, at Ole Miss, Mississippi State. I mean, you have dealt with the gauntlet. You have. And now you come out sort of on the other side, quote-unquote. You come out on the other side, taking on a Kentucky team, that, again, quality, middle-of-the-pack ball club, but certainly not the level of teams you've played to this point. On the hitting side of things, will there be a change? Will we see anything different other than what we're used to to this point? And I know many of you are going to be skeptical. Many of you are. Saying, Chris, there's no way. They are who they are. But I think we will. I I think we're going to see more productivity. Do you know why I think that? Because we don't have a choice. We we don't have a choice, guys. We don't. This is do or die territory. You lose two of three or God forbid, get swept to Kentucky, forget about it. Your season's basically, a, I want to say, I don't want to say it's over. I don't want to say it's over by any stretch, but, man, the, the outlook of your season is very bleak. It becomes very bleak if you drop this weekend. Why well, I've called it a must-win over and over and over. With that being said, let's lock it in. The Gamecocks, this Gamecocks team, it's a desperate bunch, like I said earlier. And I really equate this Gamecocks team going on the road to this weekend to that old Miss team you played at their place. It's a must-win. You have to have it on the mound. I think your pitchers will dominate. I think your pitchers will dominate. I really do. I, I think the pitchers are going to take it upon themselves to have a big weekend and to carry the load for this ball club. not like they have an all-season. And I think at the play, is there going to be a wholesale difference? The Game are going to go out there and score 30 runs this weekend. No, I don't think so. But I do think you will see more productivity. I think there will be better approaches. I, you know, I'm not, again, not saying there's going to be some wholesale change, but I think as a whole, it will be better overall because it has to improve. It has to. Situational hitting has to be better. It flat out has to be. This is the college game where runs are at a premium. You get a guy on third, one out, you got to score him. You have to score him. Productivity over power. More productive ABs, more productive outs. I think that will be more of a focus this weekend. Like I said, it's a must win. It's a desperate Gamecocks ball club that knows what it's got to do hey, 12-12 and right now, 16-14 are better as the goal. And you're not going to get to that goal unless you at minimum take two out of three in Lexington. And I think the Gamecocks will do that. I, I feel good about this series overall. Like I said, I still like this lineup. I still like this group of hitters. I think you've got talented hitters. I just think there needs to be more of an emphasis put on being productive. It's not these guys can't do it, guys. It's just a simple lack of execution. And I think and I hope that's what Mark Kingston, this coaching staff, is pounding in these dudes' heads. Because you just you just cannot go out there yet again another weekend and not make an adjustment. You have to make an adjustment at the plate. You just simply have to. Because, just again, you can't just tip your cap this weekend. You, just saying tip your cap, that's not going to cut it this weekend. It's not. So I think there will be an adjustment made at the plate. I think you'll see more productivity. And I, I I feel this is as good as I felt about the pitching matchup for South Carolina in quite some time. All due respect to Stupp and, and Harney, you know, especially Stupp pitched really well against Florida last Friday. I, I love the matchups. I feel like South Carolina's got the advantage, the upper hand in all three games. I think Jordan, Carey, and Farr will do their thing. I, again, I, I like the pitching advantage that you have in all three. Your bullpen is ready to go. Everybody's ready to throw. You're going to be good on the pitching side. And for that reason, again, I think a desperate Gamecocks ball club that knows what it has to do, knows what it needs to do, and knows what it has to do, will come out, play with hair on fire this week in Lexington, Kentucky. I've got the Gamecocks. Get ready for this one. I've got the Gamecocks getting the sweep over the Kentucky Wildcats. Not just winning two or three. I think they get the sweep. This weekend, they will break their game one woes. This is the perfect opponent to do it against. I think South Carolina will relish at the opportunity to finally not be playing somebody ranked in the top five, to finally not be playing someone named Mississippi State or Ole Miss or Arkansas. I think it's going to be kind of like some relief, like with all due respect to Kentucky. I mean, we have gone through a freaking gauntlet. And what you hope is that you're better off for it. And I think we will be. And I think the Gamecocks will show that. Like I said, I think they'll play like a desperate bunch. They're going to be a desperate ball club. Three straight series losses. They will not let it happen for a fourth straight series. The adjustments at the plate will be made. South Carolina pitchers will dominate at per usual. Love the matchup across the board. And I think the Gamecocks go into Lexington and get the series to place that, Hey, traditionally, Lexington has not treated South Carolina well. I don't think that matters this year, though. I think South Carolina does get the sweep. They take care of business, improve to 15-12 and in SEC play in what is a must-win weekend for them. They know that. Backs against the wall. This team loves playing with the backs against the wall for whatever reason, and they'll get the job done this weekend. Gamecock sweep. Lock it in. That's my prediction. South Carolina with a big, big, big series sweep over the Kentucky Wildcats. So there you go. Lock it in, guys. Like I said, going to be a fun one again. Tonight, first pitch at six thirty. Tomorrow, first pitch at two. Sunday, first pitch one. Of course, the live stream watch alongs will be live for all three games. Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter going live fifteen minutes prior to first pitch for each of those games. So again, of course, tonight at six fifteen, tomorrow at 1.45. Sunday at twelve forty-five. And again, those are on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. But again, lock it in. Gamecocks getting the sweep. Maybe it's a little bit bold. I don't know, but I think a desperate bunch finds a way to get it done. They know they've got to get it done. They will get it done, and it will be a big, big weekend for the Gamecocks on the road. All right, let's move into news and notes real quick, guys. Just one last thing. I just want to give my thoughts. Like I said, I, I try to stay in my lane in regards to sports and and, and you know, talk about what I like to talk about, which is sports. But this Bob Castlin thing and 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 his resignation and everything going on behind the scenes with the administration and the you know, the, the those in charge at University of South Carolina has really taken everything by storm. So I, I just want to give my thoughts really quickly, really briefly on what is going on. So I'm also getting a lot of questions in regards to my thoughts on this. And I'll say this. I wish Bob Castlin nothing but the best. Um, it's unfortunate how things happened. You know, I never had any ill feelings to Bob Castlin. I know there were some you know, some some controversy about how he got in office and stuff like that. And, you know, I, I, I never felt any negative feelings to Bob Castle. You know what I mean? I, I'm a sports guy, like I said. I'm not an alumni. I don't go to the university. So I know those people, you people listening, you know, that are probably in one of those two categories may have felt much stronger than I did for different reasons or that I do for different reasons for whatever it may be. But, uh, you know, I, I really just think with this Castlin thing, man, I think it just got to a point where, you know, he, it wasn't like it was just one issue or two issues. It was recurring issues over and over and over again from the University of California statement to the plagiarizing of the speech to pissing off Darla Moore. And you guys might say, oh, you know, it's, you know, this that like, like people get upset and listen, I don't believe in cancel culture. I, I don't believe that you make one mistake, you should have your, your livelihood ripped away, and you shouldn't be able to just live your life and do your thing. I, 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 you know, Trust me, I deal with it myself, personally, on social media. I have dealt with it. I do deal with it. I totally understand. People are human beings, and they make mistakes. But when you're in a position of power, like Bob Kaslan was, and you make a mistake, that makes a national mockery of your university. I mean, when will South Carolina fans and alum hear the end of this? That is the question. When you make a mistake of that magnitude and you plagiarize your speech and you piss off the most influential, most successful, most wealthy alumni, in Darlamore, when you add up all of those things and then other things as well, and just people just didn't like the guy to begin with. I mean, you're just... Are you really surprised at the result, is what I would say. Are you really surprised at the result? So, again, I, I wish Bob Cass nothing but the best, man. I mean, I had nothing against him, and it's, you know, it's, it's a shame and it's unfortunate how things went down, but it just got to a point where I think... Th- th- their hands are tied. Their hands are tied. And, hey, Bob Castlin's the one who put in his resignation. So maybe Bob got to a point where he said, you know what? I don't really want to deal with this anymore. This isn't something that I want to have to put up with, you know? So it is what it is to shame. But, of course, Harris Pastides now taking over as the interim. And, again, I don't know anything about searching for a, a president of a, uni- of a university or how that works or, or, like, who the candidates would be, excuse me. Who the candidates would be, nothing like that. I, I really don't have any idea when it comes to that. But uh, I mean, it's great to have pasties back around. Legend. Legend. Absolutely beloved. Absolutely beloved. So I, I don't know. It's just crazy times right now, I man, in Gamecock country. It's crazy times. But, you know, with the Castling thing, like I said, man, it's, you, you can get away with making a mistake. But also when you're in that position of power, when you're the president of a university, it's much, harder to gloss over mistakes of that magnitude and just look past it like that's kind of a position where you cannot afford to make a mistake like that you just can't do it and so you know I'm not totally surprised you know I I just said the whole time they need to put out a unified front like hey if you're going to move on from him, move on if he's going to come back let's all put it behind us you know embrace Bob Castle and move on, and eventually, obviously, with him putting in, putting in his resignation, I think the pressure also, you know, it's unfortunate, man. Wish Castle nothing but be the best. It's, it's, it's unfortunate how things went down, but, you know, we move onward. University of South Carolina moves onward, so that's that. But anyways, guys, thank you so much for tuning in. Like I said, one quick reminder, lock it in, Gamecocks sweeping. You heard it here first. Gamecocks will get the sweep this weekend in Lexington, Kentucky. Also, guys, like I said, the live stream watch-alongs tonight, tomorrow, and Sunday on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. Be sure to tune into that. And, again, thank you guys so much for rocking what we do, showing love, showing support. It's been a great week in regards to content, the merch, the business, everything, the Daily Crow, the podcast. Everything is rolling right now full speed. Very exciting times of baseball. Hey, guys, get this. Just a couple more weeks, we're going to start talking football. So, hey, buckle up. T-S-U-S, we're just getting warmed up. We're just getting warmed up. But no, very exciting stuff, man. Appreciate you guys rocking with us all baseball season two and rocking with the baseball content. It's been incredible. But again, appreciate you all tuning in. It's been a fun one. Let's have a hell of a weekend. Go, Cox. Beat Kentucky. And we'll talk to you on Monday.